I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. You guys, I love you. I mean it. From the bottom of my heart, I will ride with this group until they don't want us play anymore. Yes, let's fire it up here with a special guest on a Thursday episode of Purple Daily. You see him there on your YouTube screen. You're going to hear him on the podcast feed. Kevin O'Connell joins in just a second, but this is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. Thank you guys for making this one of the most consumed football podcasts in America. According to Apple, we are greatly appreciative of you. A shout-out to our friends at TCL, one of the uh, award-winning TVs, I should say, for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. TCL makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, and home appliances. TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. Learn more at TCL.com. A man who helped the Vikings to 13 wins in his first season as a head coach and the greatest comeback in NFL history. You can put that on the resume, too. Kevin O'Connell. Making a second appearance on Purple Daily, which makes you officially, I think, a friend of the show. Multiple appearances makes you a friend of the show now. I'm pretty fired up about that. I uh, I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, it's been a while. It was. Uh, it seems like it was about three, four years ago at this point with all that uh, has transpired since the last time I was able to join you guys. But I appreciate you having me on, man. So that, that clip that we played, which we actually play a bunch on this show when you're talking to the team. I'd like to compliment you on something I think is truly an art form. When you use an F-bomb, you do it with great effect. I feel like you don't just throw them around like some guys, like myself occasionally do, right? I feel like that that use of that was like perfect because it was like, yeah, that's exactly it. So I, I want to compliment you. When you curse, you do it with a purpose which I think is a hidden gem asset of people. Yeah, it's a talent. You know what? I, uh, I, I don't like the fact uh, that I try not to. Uh, it tends to happen um, a lot more on game day during, uh, during the three and a half hours of a football game. And then um, the only time it'll come out uh, after the game in the locker room with the guys is when I'm just, uh, you know, filled with the emotion and the excitement. Um, and half the time it's just, that's my way of telling myself in my mind, hey, you're talking too much. Land the plane, man. Uh, you know, you start to feel the excitement of the room. They feel it. And then it might be dipping a little bit, and it might be time just for one timely uh, timely uh, word or two there at the end. But, uh, but no, I, I, half the time, that, that was new for me. I've never um, been the guy speaking after games. Uh, so that was something that uh, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed being able to 
feel not only the moment after some of those huge wins, but some of the losses as well, where um, I knew one way or the other what I said would guide the path of our organization uh, into the next challenge that in some cases was four days away on Thanksgiving against the Patriots, uh, coming off of the Dallas game that did not uh, did not go our way. And then um, later on in the year, losing you know, at Green Bay when we wanted to go up there and win that game. But, hey, let's, you know, make sure we understand what's out in front of us and go get a win at Chicago and then try to give ourselves a chance in the playoffs. Hey, how are, how are you and Quasey? and I'm sure this has been a big part of your discussions for, you know, five months going back to the end of the season. How do you push back against the inevitable forces of regression? You know, the 11-0 and and one-score games, the schedule gets tougher because there's an extra road game. Um you just roster turnover, the comeback wins. How do you guys, so 13-win team, but every season is different. How do you sort of fend off the inevitable forces of regressing back, maybe down from 13 wins? Well, I think it's important that we take a long look at, uh, regardless of the outcome of any of those games, we, we dive into each and every one of them, offense, defense, situ, you know, special teams, situational um, how do we manage the football turnover margin? Um, where did our penalties tend to show up? Uh, we were one of the least penalized teams um, in the NFL, but let's hey, let's dive in on what what were we doing uh, that we were getting flagged for? What situa- situations of the game did that show up? Uh, so what I've tried to do is just take a 30,000 foot view and starting with myself, uh, what can I do personally as the head coach, play caller um, of our team? Uh, to help give our guys a better chance to have consistent success uh, throughout games. You know, we, we, we got started off uh, in a lot of our games last year well. What created some of the times in games where a critical third down would come and go and we wouldn't convert, and then that would be uh, the start of a, of a, of a quote-unquote lull in the game, and then we would have to overcome that. How do we just play more consistent? How do we incorporate our new defensive scheme uh, to help uh, you know, truly be complementary to the other phases and then continuing to see Matt Daniels and our special teams, uh, you know, find their winning edges despite some of the rule changes and things uh, to still be a, a critical factor. And not only Greg putting points on the board in critical moments, but Ryan Wright changing field position and then our coverage teams uh, making sure that we're eating up every possible uh, field position when we can. Um, and then overall, just uh, to put a bow on it, just there's no reason in the world why we can't continue to emphasize uh, being situational masters and winning close games. Because in those moments, I feel like our players uh, in a short amount of time developed that confidence and quieted mind in those moments to go just execute just a little bit better than the teams we were playing in those moments. And uh, uh, my goal is we you know, just do it a little bit better this year and maybe not be in those situations as much. Um, but if we are, I know our guys will have confidence based upon what we did last year. From a culture standpoint, too, um, in year, year two now, I, I find it interesting because I think that, that you and Quasi did a very good job of sort of laying a foundation in year one for culture, Kevin. But I'm curious, how do you go about it? Because you are also involved in, in a sport that's relatively or is ruthless at times. Like you've got to cut guys. Guys have to go. And, and like you, you took a chunk of guys who you liked, the team liked, and they're, they're gone now. So going into year two, how do you weigh how to set that culture, uh, but yet players have to see friends go? Well, what's the approach there? Yeah, I think there's really a couple ways to look at it, uh, Judd. I, 
the relationship side of it for me, um, building our culture in year one, uh, I don't take for granted one day uh, those relationships, uh, both last year and as I've told a lot of our players uh, that, you know, have moved on um, to other opportunities, uh, those relationships, are, I care about those players, I care about their families, I I care about what where they go from here. I've had dialogue, you know, once some moves were made. I've had dialogue with guys that are no longer our players, and they're, you know, talking to me about possible, hey, this destination, or what do you think about this place, or this offense, or defense, or whatever it is. And it's because of, I think, the fact that they, uh, if they know nothing else about me after being around me for a year, they, they at least know uh, two things, that I'm going to be authentic and that I care about them. Um, you know, that's genuine. That's not made up. That's not coach speak. That's just my personality and how I have, have decided to, to uh, you know, be a head coach in this league. I think everybody can do it differently. Uh, the business side of things, Judd, it's a real thing. We play on a salary cap. We've got to project for hopefully years to come of how we're putting together our, our football team and building things. Um, and, and, you know, I think it's there's always going to be difficult decisions. Uh, as I tell our team, uh, every opportunity I can. I wish we could keep all 90 guys on our roster now, uh, but there's going to come a time uh, when we've got to cut that roster down to 53 and 16 practice squad uh, spots. But I tell them, I want all 90 of you guys listening to me speak right now to be on an NFL team this year. And you do that by playing good football. You do that by preparing yourself for training camp. And you do that by having a competitive training camp and then feeling like, you can go compete in these preseason games and put, uh, you know, a bunch, a bunch of good tape, film on tape uh, for all to see. And, and whoever we cut, you know, everybody that gets claimed, signed, put on a practice squad somewhere else, uh, you can feel a little bit of a, a victory right al- alongside those guys for how you poured into those guys and tried to help continue their NFL journey. Totally different path here. Maybe I'm an idiot for not knowing this. Maybe this has been a, a thing that's out there for a long time. But I found out recently that your is your was your dad an FBI agent? Uh, he was. Yes. What was what was that like, and what did that mold you at all? Oh yeah, I, I just uh, you know he worked so incredibly hard. Uh, he was uh, he somehow found a way to when I think back on you know my childhood. You know, he was there uh, for, you know, critical. I think back on, hey, Little League, Pop Warner football, uh, high school football, basketball, whatever it was. And he was always seemed to be there, but somehow he was never there, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, he was he worked a lot. And I just remember him, you know, leaving early, coming home late um, and and feeling a lot of, you know, feeling a lot of passion for what he did, trying to, you know, help people and, and you know, protect people and, and just it meant the world to him. Um, and uh, I just remember uh, feeling like I want to have a job someday that, that I care about as much as he cares about his, but still cares about his family as much as he does and was a great father, a uh, great husband. Uh, and, uh, you know, it gave me something to really strive uh, to be in, in, in my own right when I was able to figure out my path finally uh, after trying to take an attempt at becoming an NFL player, I think the NFL coach thing felt a little more comfortable based upon my skill sets. Uh, speaking of that, as far as head coaching goes, what did you learn about yourself in year one that you might change at, in year two? Like, were there things, and it, they could be small, but were there things that you came up against that you handled a certain way in year one 
look back at that in retrospect and said, I think I would change that, you know, in 2023 in this case? Yeah, I think it's the, the things that I continue to go back on are it's, it's all time management for me. Um, I'd never want to uh, feel like I'm shortchanging anybody or any phase of my preparation or any of our coaching staff. So uh, whether it's, you know, how we deliver, how we come out of games post game and and making sure that I'm uh, first and foremost, I always wanted to make sure that I was uh, prepared and able to properly message to our team where I thought we were at, what the expectations were uh, for the current challenge, and then how we were going to uh, go about doing that. And uh, I feel very strongly about when you speak to your team, uh, a couple things happen. You get what you emphasize, uh, and you sure as heck better be prepared uh, to articulate a message that will resonate with resonate with how those guys currently feel as a group. When you ask them to grow together and be connected as a team, you better be willing to pour in and talk to them in a way where they feel uh, like you're pouring everything you got into it right alongside with them. And I, I feel very strongly about that being a major priority. And then obviously my phase uh, with coaching the team and then uh, into being the offensive coordinator and uh, having great coaches now, uh, you know, around me on the offensive side. Uh, one year into it, we've all done it together. They know the way I kind of game plan. They know the ways that I can say, hey, guys, you know, here's a couple of the things I'm really looking at, and then I'm going to build some packages off of that. Uh, but I need you to base, make sure you're focusing in these areas. That helps a ton. And then, uh, you know, I just – the time management thing is the week uh, gets later. That's when I – the game plan's in. You know, our team knows how we – uh, knows what it's going to take to win the football game. They know the challenges. They know, uh, you know, how we're going to tactically go about playing. Uh, then it's on me to kind of really piece together situationally how I see uh, myself wanting to handle game management. Um, and then also how I see myself calling plays, the openers, how we want to be, you know, uh, aggressive or uh, be in attack mode early, whatever it looks like. Uh, you know, really being able to find that time. And, and quite honestly, it's a lot of time that I spend on my own early or late at night, whatever it is, when I feel like I've poured into everybody else, I've done my job, and now I need to make sure uh, I'm solidifying myself being comfortable calling plays this weekend. So I don't know if that answers your question. It's just a lot uh, no, no, that no. I try to maximize my time. And then it's really important to me, too, to make sure I don't forget about my wife and kids and make sure there's a little bit of time for them um, because uh, they they sacrifice so much for me to do this job, I want to make sure that uh, that I'm still around for them. Yeah, that's I mean, and on just on the football front, it always feels like from a fan sort of media perspective, it feels like the area where coaches get hammered the most is that game management. The, you know, whether it's timeout usage or whatever, um, it seems like from afar. It seems like you have a really good handle on that. And I'm not just trying to blow smoke, but you seem to preserve timeouts. You seem to understand final four minutes of the first half and, you know, first four minutes of the second half. And, you know, what what is your studying like for those moments? I mean, you can sit there and you have to put together schemes and, and play sheets and everything, but how do you study for the end chess game, which sometimes can win or cost you a handful of games over the course of a season? Yeah, I think a couple things. Uh, you know, we uh, we have a coach uh, here named Ryan Cordell who is uh, heavily, heavily involved in uh, you know our our game management in real time uh, during those situations. He's kind of the guy that I can bounce things off of. Hey, here's what I'm thinking, um, and uh, and we can kind of navigate that. Uh, 
together. Uh, he also does uh, basically a week in and week out, Phil, like catalog of the league. So if a situation comes up between, you know, Houston and Indy, uh, we can then uh, take the TV copies, you know, break down the different replays that they show. And then we produce a, a meeting for our team on Fridays uh, called Situational Masters. And we so if you those. happen to be in a situation where you're down 33 to nothing specifically, <laughs> you guys have some tape on that. You can figure it out. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I've come up with some bullet points, uh, you know, 33 to nothing, uh, that metaphor for life uh, for people as far as uh, how you go about eventually winning that opportunity. But uh, that, that day I'll, I'll, I'll never forget just – uh, people forget there was, you know, it was, uh, it was not uh, adversity was not over just at halftime. Um, you know, we turned the ball over. The officials were seeming to do everything they could uh, to try to help as well. Uh, so we'll, let it, we'll let that out. We'll, uh, we'll make sure you don't mind there. Okay. <laughs> the officials, the Roger officials. Wants to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got one. You guys is tremendous. Uh, KLC, I got one last question for you here. So during our summertime here on the podcast, we like to review just random movies, action movies, rom-com movies, sports movies. I'm curious, what is Kevin O'Connell's favorite action movie and rom-com? What comes to mind? Oh, man. Action movie. I mean, recency bias does, you know, does Top Gun 2, Top Gun, Maverick, Top Gun 2, yeah. That, 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 that ending that ending scene, although you could probably, if you were really keeping score on game management there, you could probably see the ending coming a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I still I, I still enjoyed the, the heck out of that, just being an original fan of the first one. Um, actually, uh, a little, I, you know, watched that movie uh, coming home from London. Um, you know, I had seen it already, but like, you know, you're like, oh, I'm just going to pop this thing on. I need to get some sleep. Uh, you know, however long later, I'm like, holy cow, I just watched that whole movie and still got tears in my eyes. But yeah. uh, rom-com, yeah. that's a little bit more of a serious debate, um, especially with my wife and I of of what it is. I don't, uh, I'll tell you what, what is the, uh, what is the movie with uh, Matthew McConaughey? And, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Maggie. We share, we share a birthday week and our favorite rom-com. It's That's just... your, see, I swear to you, I, you know, I knew, you know, I, I knew we had more than just that birthday week in common. <laughs> just a couple of elite football minds born in May of 1985 who love Matthew McConaughey rom-coms. Two guys that played Madden probably growing Indes- up. I mean, indecipher- yeah, indecipherable from each other. I will say it, it doesn't. I haven't had a ton of time to get to the movie theater lately. And, and when we did, I think it was the Paw Patrol movie might have been the last one my family went to. But as far as my wife and I are concerned, I do think we're lacking in the rom-com uh, quality as of late. But I don't want to start any kind of controversy there. But I'd love to see a little bit more. Maybe we'll give uh, Kevin at some point a homework assignment. He can join us for a rom-com rewind podcast. Maybe we'll do that sometime. <laughs> Uh, sounds good, man. Appreciate you guys. Awesome. Thank man. you, Kevin. Kevin O'Connell, Minnesota Vikings head coach. Friend of the show now. No good <laughs> questions, though. No good questions. You already no got yours yesterday. Yeah, you I got, got mine a couple days ago. I guess I gotta wait. Yeah, All I right. can't give you I can't give you two in one week. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you gotta much. gotta keep your ego in check, Judd. All right, Kevin. Thanks Green for joining me. Thanks, coach. Yeah, appreciate you guys. See ya. Bye. All right, there he is, man. Making his uh second appearance here on the show.
that was fun. That was fun. I uh, I'm pleasantly surprised that he said how to lose a guy in ten days. Yeah, proud of not, that guy. Yeah, I'm not surprised. He he seems like that that would be and and it's a good film. So like it's not like a oh my gosh can't believe that. I mean it it's solid. It's very solid. Yeah, it was good. And uh, Top Gun Maverick. By the way, if you're uh, wondering about Top Gun Maverick and our thoughts on it. Movie reviews with Mackie and Judd podcast feed, Apple, Spotify, anywhere you find podcasts. Eating better is easy with Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals, always fresh, chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. From pancakes to smoothies to meals and more, discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. And if you're always on the go and eating a quick and easy way to find something to eat, you need to try Factor Meals. They have an easy-to-use website. Factor is also flexible. Change up your order every week with plans from 6 to 18 meals per week or pause or reschedule your delivery at any time. You can sign up and save, and we've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash purpledaily50 and use code purpledaily50 to get 50% off. That's code purpledaily50 at factormeals.com slash purpledaily50 to get 50% off. Go check out Factor Meals. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Uh, Before we jump into a random Viking of the week, we can also just kind of recap Kevin O'Connell and get to anything else you guys want to. A shout out to our friends at Manscaped. For, by the way, old Macadac just got his Manscaped Beard Hedger in nice. the mail a couple days ago, ready to unleash on this uh, scraggly bad boy here. Yeah, whether you have that uh, the nice one for your beard trimmer, you got the one below the belt, too. These are waterproof. So, no, when you head to the beach or the lake or even hell when you're showering, right, you don't got to worry about having to, this thing zap you because it's it's waterproof, which is super nice. Obviously, Father's Day is coming up, too, so you can get your dad one, get yourself one. Right now at Manscaped, when you use promo code PURPLE, you will get 20% off plus free shipping on anything at Manscaped, whether that's the beard trimmer, whether that's uh, the lawnmower below the belt, any of the products they have to, the nice travel bag that I use when I'm out and about, that's really good when I'm getting on the airplane or headed to the cabin too. Go to manscaped.com, promo code PURPLE, 20% off plus free shipping. Also, hello to our friends at Power Lodge and Miller Marine It's a great time to get out on a body of water in a Bennington pontoon. Miller Marine, by the way, the largest Bennington dealer in the country, I believe. So if you're looking for some throttle therapy, Judd, Bennington is the ride for you. And if you are watching this right now, just look at that gorgeous, gorgeous night. You're on the water, on your Bennington, uh, and look at what's in front of this guy. Yeah, that's right. The ability to listen to Purple Daily, Mackie and Judd, whatever... You want the relaxation. It doesn't end when you get on that Bennington. And as Phil said, start getting some throttle therapy. This, this is the way to spend your summer. Yes. Uh, Any, just before we get to random Viking of the week here, any just quick thoughts from you guys on Kevin O'Connell jumping back in here? 
So I think the interesting thing, in my opinion, is is weighing the fact that, as I said, this is a brutal business where people have to be released and it's not just newcomers like you know when you cut the when you cut the 90 man roster down you're letting go of guys i'm sure at times it's like okay that's too bad but it's a lot of guys that you don't, don't know well but mm-hmm. you know Thielen and cook and kendricks you're going through a litany of players who are well known there and he's talked about this before but i find it to be very genuine that he does his best and i think this is the key about having a gm too that he does his best to maintain contact too, because you know what was Zim known for? Sort of being the ice king, right? You got let go, you were let go. See ya. And there was a time in football where I think that was fine. I think that approach was fine. That time's not now. Mm-hmm. I think it says a lot. There, there's a reason why, and O'Connell's a big part of this. There's a reason why in that first ever players' association poll, the Vikings were number one. Yeah, and I think it's the ability to actually keep things. Uh, personalized while making tough decisions. And what I love about this is too, and this is why I never like it when a coach has has too much control is the coach can sort of disassociate himself. Hey, Adam, we loved you. We loved you. But you know, it's just time, crazy, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I mean crazy is a fall guy there and, it, and that's fine too. So I, I really think it's important because the way that you get free agents and the way that you get a good reputation is partially based on how you treat people and it has to be with with a level of dignity this is not 1976 where you cut a guy and said too bad see ya good luck he's just a he's a likable human yeah there's a lot of football coaches and lord knows we've i guess in our careers been around enough sports coaches and all in football basketball baseball that there's some cantankerous asses yep and there there's some guys that are that don't talk on the level of a fan or a media member because it would be perceived as them, you know, you know, it would be like a hit to their uh, ego or something. Like he just, he knows how to level with people. He knows how to talk to people on a, just a human level, I guess, and connect with people. And I, it really stands out even in just like 15, 20 minute interviews like this. I feel like the new breed too is not cantankerous asses. It's robotic humans. I feel like the new breed is, you know, a perfect example, and he's not a bad guy at all, though. Rocco, Rocco's sort of robotic, yeah. and 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 I think there's far more there. He's just not going to show you that. You got to get him to a fish concert or something. Yeah, yeah and right. exactly. Dead. Yeah, exactly. Well, but I mean, just a quick anecdote for the audience before we turn the microphones on, and maybe this is like just like a good PR assist too. But he asked me about living in Seattle. Didn't like, and and I had to say, well, we actually moved back a couple months ago, but he didn't have to dig into his bag of like knowledge right. about one of us to, but right. he wants to connect with people on a human level. So he's like, and we're hey, pals, man, like, so he didn't need me. Well, you guys are good yeah, friends. You guys are really good friends. Yeah. Like, good questions thrown out, <laughs> although not in this case. So Dex, what about you? What kind of what kind of stood out on your end? Yeah, I I thought he was just cool to hear his his dad's stories too. I mean, his dad was an FBI agent, and to his point, I'm was sure was that widely known. Am I just like uh, at he, the time he was hired? Uh, Chris Thomason did a big piece, I think, okay. on, on him at, at the time. I think he helped. I think his old man, if I'm not mistaken, helped bring Whitey Bulger down. Uh, was it Whitey Bulger? It was, there's like a he's like in a Netflix documentary or something. His dad was <laughs> he helps he, he helped bring someone of repeat. Was it Gotti? Down. Was it Gotti? It might have been Gotti. But it, it was somebody big. Um, but yeah, I, I'm sure he was working all those 80 hour weeks and crazy 
FBI clearance. Like, I'm sure that's impossible to have like a normal life when you work for the FBI. That's obviously like the least mm-hmm. surprising statement in the world. So the fact he was still involved and what he probably glistened from that. I mean, you could probably put some parallels in a Venn diagram between FBI agent and, and head coach of an NFL football team. Like those are jobs where you are away a ton. And how do I still be a family man? How do I still be a better uh, person at my job and whatnot? I thought it was really interesting to hear. Yes. So thanks to Kevin for joining the show here. Now officially a friend of the show. Yep. Now that he's been on twice. Hello. We got buzzard. I mean, no good question points. No. No. no I, that's why I, well, and he gave me one two days ago at his press conference, but I wanted it here. I also, real quick, I, like I, I didn't do my job there. I know people are going to be mad about like some of the things we didn't ask. Why didn't you ask about Kirk? Why didn't you ask about Lewisine? Well, one, his schedule's tight, and so we only really had like 15 to 20 minutes. Second, we're not going to be able to get every question in. Maybe we can get him on again at some point. You know, well, it's become, I guess, kind of an annual thing. <laughs> but yeah, but like those questions podium. are asked at press conferences too. Podium questions. So, I don't know. We want to ask him about rom-coms. Yeah. We want to have some fun with the guy. I guess uh, I guess we already know all of his thoughts on, like, the players on the team. Because yeah, he talks I mean, about those guys all the time at press conferences. Well, and we got the, you know, he, he talked extensively pretty much two days ago about Hunter's absence, yeah. Jefferson being there. The Kirk contract ain't go- going to change since, as Kirk said yesterday, he has not been approached about an extension again. I don't think there's any huge wide-open questions left right now that will change obviously as training camp approaches yeah so so all right thanks again to kevin o'connell appreciate that it's time now for a random viking of the week here presented by our friends at three jack a great lunch spot north loop minneapolis and we got the nacho burger this week we got different burgers every week at three jack yes you can book a golf and you should always get your swings in okay especially a guy like me who's trying to consistently get under 100 okay i gotta get as much swings in as possible whether that's outside or indoor at one of their great simulators however they also have one of the best lunch spots in town it's a hidden gem Mackie, Judd, and myself were able to go there a few week, a few months ago and check it out. I used to go there all the time when I was in the North Loop. It's one of the best spots for a, a cold one as well. Go to 3jack.com to book that bay and go to 3jack.com for a nice happy hour or a nice little lunch there. Great food, great golf. That's 3jack.com. Let's go. All right, here are the rules, and we are changing this up now going forward here because Judd is going to be giving clues this week. Losers out every week. So whoever loses between me and Declan gives the clues next week. If you win, you get to stay on the court, just like a pickup basketball game. So uh, last week, Declan continued his five-game winning streak over Judd by guessing Josh Freeman correctly. A few of the most recent random Vikings include Josh Freeman, Brad Johnson, Fred Smoot, Greg Lewis, Roman Reigns, and Anthony Carter. Judd has a 53-25-8 to to lead over Declan and myself. Judd's going to throw out a series of clues. Declan and I get up to three incorrect guesses before we're eliminated. We can ask Judd questions, but he can refuse to answer if he wants. It's his game. So, No cheating, no Googling. And my clues come from a real sheet of paper here. Oh, wow. Hopefully you can read your handwriting. Two of them, actually. It's printing. Didn't even bother. All right. Clue number one. This former Viking played college football in the Big East. Clue number two. This former Viking hails from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. 
clue number three. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. All right. Bang, bang, bang. We're flying here. Yeah, bang, We're bang, bang. Flying. All right. That, no. No huddle offense. No, no, no huddle offense. No, we offense. don't need to process. I don't process. think you're going to guess off those We don't need to process. Two. I might. Okay. I have a guess in mind right now. Do you want to make it? I'll wait for one more clue. Okay. This former Viking played in 166 career games and started 80 of those. Hmm. 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 Huh. You want to guess? No. Okay. Clue number four. <laughs> he started all 16 games in 1999 and 2002, but only one of those came as a Viking. So during his career, only twice did he start all 16 games in a season at the time, 16. But only once was he a Viking when he did it. Okay, now things are getting serious. Because now we know an era. We know an era. Yes, you do. Clue number five. This former Viking had two career interceptions and three touchdowns in the National Football League. Oh, boy. How You said only two interceptions, Judd? Two career interceptions and three touchdowns in the National Football League. Oh, God. It's... Okay. I know I'm going to guess. Okay. I'm going to guess. Okay. I, okay. I just want to throw one out there. Greg Beekert. You can give him the buzzer. All right. So Phil has one guess down. He has two more to go. Declan's still with mm. all three of his guesses. Clue okay. number six. During his time in college, again, in the Big East, he owned the record for solo tackles in a career with 288 with his college team, while his 429 total tackles ranked second in the school record book. So, again, uh, these are for the school he attended. Is it Kylie Wong? Is that an official guess? Yes. You can give him the buzzer. I thought Wong, but he didn't play 166 games. <laughs> I don't think he did, I guess. All right. Oh. I'm just going to look up Kylie Wong. Uh, Doogie is uh, chiming in, too, uh, from the studio. that He did also not play in the Big East. Doogie, your mic's now hot, too, by the way. Hey, thanks. I'm glad somebody <laughs> called me hot. It's yeah. about time. Yeah, My right. wife doesn't yeah. call me that anymore. Yeah, Kylie Wong, Stanford, right? Don't hijack my segment, Wolfson. He did go to Stanford. <laughs> Stanford. 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 Right. This is all about me listen. and my clothes, Darren. My he money is on Phil and Declan failing miserably at this, that they will not get it. Okay. I just got here, so I don't even know what the first five clues were, but I'll take my chances over there. Once you All pipe right. down, Doogie. Next down. clue. Next clue. To hone in on the era, this player was a second-round pick in 1996, but not by the Vikings. I gotta be careful. I, I'm, yeah, like, if I guess wrong, Declan just wins by default. Okay, close to a win here. Dex, do you want to guess, or are you? I am really he struggling. Know the era. No, I. I mean, I know the era. I just don't know the position group of. The, I mean, I, it's clearly a linebacker. It's a linebacker. I don't it's know obvious. if it is. You don't have two hundred plus tackles in college without. <laughs> it's with a linebacker. It's a linebacker. I just don't know what linebacker I mean, it would be. Or perhaps. And we've already done one of the main linebackers. Hmm? Perhaps he played linebacker in college and moved in the pros. 
Just throwing it out there. This former Viking began and ended his career on the West Coast. In between, he played in Minnesota. His stay with the Vikings lasted five seasons in the aughts. Oh, my God. I mean... I'm just like I'm literally running through all of the linebackers from that era. We've already done two of them. Again, I will give you the clue. Perhaps he played linebacker in college and moved <laughs> okay. to, the, to the defensive it's... line as a pro. Oh, perhaps. Perhaps that happened. How about the specific college? Do you know does well the the, Pacific, the specific college was Temple. My so dad's alma mater. In the Big East at the time. God, dude. Uh, A team that left, a school that left the Big East and later returned. But when this guy played, they were a Big East school. All right. Next clue. He forced eight fumbles as a Viking and 19 in his career. Drafted in 96. We did. And I did, and I did control F this one to make sure he hadn't been done. Just so you both know that I controlled F his name. Um, wow. I think I. But he went out west. How far west? How far west? Like all the way out west, or kind of out west? He played for one of the teams at the time, based in California. All the way out west. That is no longer in California. So Dukes knows this one. Okay, I'm going to give you the next one. Someone's going to, <laughs> someone's going to get this. I have a guess, this. but I also like, I've, if well, I'm wrong, I'm out. And I kind of feel like I want Declan to. I, I want Declan to. I don't think Declan's anywhere near this one. So I want him to walk the plank a little here. I don't want to just walk off the. I think the next clue is going to be a tipping point in today's game. He had 72 career sacks, 41 as a Viking. John Randall. Nope. I don't know. I, I I I don't know. I have a. Oh my god! I think you know, I, Phil. I think so. I, I can keep going. They, what? <laughs> I just I named one. They get simpler. Okay. He's done big pats. What's not pat? Derek Alexander. Is that an official guess? Yeah. You're out. God damn. It. The player in question, Darren, was Lance. Johnstone. 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 We've already have we, we've have we done Johnstone? I controlled Efton. I couldn't find him. That's a, I, his name. I swear to God, we did we've, Lance we've Johnstone. Get, like we've guessed him as a random Viking. We haven't used. Him. I controlled. Declan told There's me no Lance. You pick somebody. You're control, right, dude. Control F. I, would not have I swear to God, his name was in my head the entire time pass after the third clue. That was the next. And clue, I thought right? we had done him before. Yep, pass rush. Specialist. So Declan gets a deep. That what a buzzkill gets a default victory there. I thought you'd get that one, Phil. Derek Alexander, Phil. I, don't you remember the Derek Alexander story? Was that the 1995 draft, Judd? First round. Warren yeah, Warren Sapp. That was the Warren Sapp. I was at my buddy Zach's house. Zach is now married <laughs> to an TV influential in media personality in town that works at one of the competitive outlets that we battle on a regular basis. Maybe somebody that I have a. A little bit of a history with, but that's another story. Anyway, I remember being in Zach's living room, shouting at the TV as a 15-year-old, saying, what the bleep are you doing passing on Warren Sapp? 
They passed on Warren Sapp for Derek Alexander. All right. In 1994, right? Random Viking of the Week. Wow, that was the worst possible yeah, performance from both of us. That was terrible. Uh, I should be ashamed. I lit, like Lance Johnstone was. I, th- I. It's my mistake. I thought we had done him, so he was off the board in my mind. Wow. Yeah, I was controlling a lot of those linemen. I was like, we've done this one. We've done this one. We've done this one. Mm. Ah. Well, you learn. You live and you learn in random Viking. Kevin O'Connell would have gotten it. I don't know if he would have gotten that one. That's no, a pretty no, no, pretty no, obscure no. pull. No, he'd have no chance. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks again to Kevin O'Connell for joining Purple Daily here. Daily Vikings Entertainment. We'll see you for a Feedback Friday tomorrow.